try to keep you engaged as much as I can. Any guesses on what I might be speaking on this morning? <laughs> you might have seen my slide two or three times, so we'll get it straight up and I'm going to read it out to you to kick us off. If we can pop that one, there we go. Sneak preview earlier. Okay, John 15, 1 to 17. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I knew that might happen. There is more scripture. I'll leave it for John Schwein. Next one. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. I just want to pray. Father, I just thank you for this morning. Thank you for this opportunity to speak. Thank you for the words that you've put on my heart. I just pray that they will just uh, connect with each and every one of us, that you'll speak to us this morning, that you'll join everything up this morning that we have heard, and that we'll go away encouraged and just enthused for you, Lord. Amen. Okay, so this morning, abide, it's about abiding. I just want to sort of let you know about my summer, really. Just going to kick us off. Talking about, I'm a primary school teacher that many of you will know, and I have the privilege of having a, a short period of time each year in the middle of the summer where I get to actually relax slightly after a long, hard year of work. So it's very nice. I'd, the thing is, I found over the years that when I have my... Um, for the rest of the year, all, all, all year round, my routine is often quite uh, an established and, and decent routine. Like most people, we're creatures of habit. We get into a routine of something and we're able to sort of keep that going. I'll, I'll get up in the morning, um, I'll have my breakfast while I'm reading my Bible, I'll do that, I'll spend some time with God, I'll go to work, um, I'll do all the bits that I would normally do, evenings are busy, and my routine is generally the same throughout the whole year until I hit that summer period, until I hit holiday mode. And that, you know, the comfy bed. I don't have to get up quite so early. I can lie in. I can have my breakfast in front of the telly. Escape to the country. Oh, home's under the hammer. Those things suddenly become quite appealing in the summer. I don't go as far as loose women. I, I sort of stop there. But the housey programs, they, they capture my imagination. I, I do that. And I often find that my, sort of my routine and my discipline in my relationship with God often slips a little bit, actually. I'm sure I meant some people might... Um, agree that they might have a similar sort of issue. So, although it's generally been fine, I thought this year, right, I'm going to try my hardest to put some things in place 
and make sure that I fulfill the intentions that I've always had. Um, and so this year, I just made sure that as I woke up in the morning, I was not going to be doing anything else until I have spent some time with God. I'm going to make sure, and it's, it sounds very basic, and it sounds like, well, we should all do that anyway. But I think the real, reality is we know that sometimes in a holiday mode, it doesn't always go according to plan. So I, I did. I managed to make sure I got up in the morning. I spent some decent time with God. I prayed. I then went to eat for breakfast, reading the, reading the Bible. And actually, the knock-on effect from that is actually, I don't really watch Homes Under the Hammer this summer. So if you, I need, I need to sort of perhaps get an iPlayer or something. But I didn't, I didn't have that desire. I didn't quite have the desire because I started my day in in a way that I really wanted it to do, and I, I plugged in with God. The knock-on effect was a lot, lot better. In my sort of relaxing mode, my times that I have half an hour here or an hour there, I do have a weakness. You know, sport is a is a passion for me. I like to pop on the BBC website because you never know. What happened last night? There might have been some amazing breaking news that you missed. You missed the, the latest signing for your team. The BBC homepage. I'm always, what's happened? There's some sort of major news event happened that I need to check out. Um, and so I'll often sort of be popping on there. I need to see if anyone likes my status on Facebook. I need to get on there and see, does anyone else want to be my friend? Okay, I've got to check. I haven't checked for an hour, so somebody else might have added me. Somebody else might have wanted to do that and, and communicate with me. So I'm often find that those habits that we sort of fall into and you, you think I'm just going to pop on I'll have a little browse see what's happening and then half an hour later you think where did that go where did that time go what a waste of time actually so I, I implemented a rule this year this summer it's a scripture before browsing rule so I made sure that before I looked on the internet because that would be the the small amount of time that I do have, that would be the sort of thing that I would like to just relax and check out something. Scripture before browsing. So I said, well, I'm going to read a chapter of Proverbs before I read uh, my Facebook or my or BBC, because that's the only two things I really ever bother to do. And so I, I perhaps open up my laptop, open up my phone, and I read Proverbs first. You know what? This, again, honestly, this year, never, not much more disciplined and the desire to do those things not that they're wrong, don't get me wrong, it's good to relax and to do all that sort of thing, but the proportion was so much better that I was able to get the relationship with God, God being the priority, I put those things in place, and actually the knock-on effect, the, the desire was just not there anywhere as much. Okay, this morning I'm just talking about abiding, and that scripture, if we can just, um, oh actually no, I've got it in my Bible, very good, I bought my hard copy. Um, the picture in the, the scripture that we go back to, Jesus was talking about being the vine. Okay, he is the vine, and we are the branches. And actually, during the summer, when I was plugging into the Word, this was something that he spoke to me. It's been in my heart for a little while, and it just so happened that this morning is the day I'm going to bring it. And it just ties in quite nicely, actually, with the things that Rich and Jackie have been speaking on. Um, and hopefully it will all come together nicely. Jesus is the vine, we are the branches. There are so much in these 17 verses that you could do a series 10 weeks long. So I'm just picking out the things that I felt God has put on my heart. But in verse 5, Jesus tells us to abide in him. Okay? That's abide, not a word that we use very often. Abide. It's meaning to remain in him, to stay in him, to be closely attached, you know, to spend that time with him, to connect to him, to, to pursue his presence, to, to get into that place of intimacy with him. And and that is just a, a little snapshot of what I've tried to do in the summer. And the, the knock-on effect, again, is just fantastic. That is what Jesus is calling us to do. If we abide in him, if we connect to him, 
we get to know him more, that is what he's calling us to do. But not just to abide in him, but for him to abide in us too. It says, abide in me and I in you. And if we do this, we will bear much fruit. Okay? We, need to make time to sp- we need to make time to spend with God. I think that's an obvious thing to say up on a platform at church. You need to spend time reading your Bible and praying to God. But we know the, the reality is in our busy lives that's been referred to, we perhaps do it sometimes out of a re- bit of a religious exercise. I, I read my Bible because I know I need to. I've done my chapter in the morning before I go to work. And it can quite easily for some people become something that's just more of a habit and it's a, um, not a chore necessarily, although for some I'm sure it is, but it's just something that we do, but actually it's not going to have much life in it when it's like that. There's, there's no real fruit from there. What we need to be doing is actually putting some time properly, properly into um, reading and praying. It's as simple as that. And abide, it means to remain. So it's not like dipping in and out and doing a bit and then carrying on with our life. The picture of the vine and the branch, just that proper connection, it's not like a loosely attached to it. It's not like Jesus here, and I have my faith in Jesus, but actually in the morning I'll do that, and then I'll detach myself and go off and, and go to work and do that, and then later on I'll plug myself back in. It's to remain. Okay? It's to remain in there, and it's to carry your faith and your, that mindset all through the day, and just as often as you can. Okay, of course we are in the world. We need to be interactive. We need to have our social time as well and be with people. But it's just making sure that we are remaining in Christ the whole way. Um, it also says in verse 7, let, uh, encourages us to let his words abide in us. And that's just, I suppose, what I was touching on. Diving into the scripture. It's, it's all good and well just reading on a daily basis, I've read my chapter, I've done this, I'm, I'm understanding the Bible, but I've had such a greater desire this year to actually really get to know what it actually means. What does it mean? And even preparing for this morning, reading about this, I have spent so many hours just trying to, what's it mean? Read this version, read that version, what's the other one saying? What does this say? What does it mean? What does abide mean? And so actually studying the word, studying it, and if your words abide in me, Okay, that's what Jesus is saying. Let the words abide. So not just us in him and he in us, but letting that word sink in. Okay? And we're not going to do that if we're in a hurry. If we're rushing about in the society that we live in now, we have to have that discipline in place. We have to make sure, I think it was touched on last week, with the, like the boundaries side of it as well. We need to make sure that we resist the temptation. Maybe you do need to put things in place. A scripture before browsing rule, whatever it might be. Whatever is in your life that you're thinking, actually, I'm spending a bit too much time doing this. I need to prioritize my relationship with God. It's basic stuff, but it's something I'm, I'm sure we can all think about. Is there stuff going on in my life? Is there stuff that's in my mind that perhaps is taking up space that I should be uh, immersing myself in God's word? Okay? But that is only one half of it. I think that, what I've just sort of summarized, is abiding in Christ. And he says, abide in me and I in you. Okay, and just reading into it and thinking about it, the emphasis there is on we've got our part to play. We're sort of a, um, the proactive side of it. We are going to put our time aside and meet with God and pray and talk and read and everything. But actually the flip side, the flip side, the other side that's parallel, we've got to allow God to abide in us. And as we draw near to him, he draws near to us. And it's that sense of, right, God, I'm coming into your presence. I'm reading, I'm praying, and I'm talking, and I'm, I'm pursuing you. 
but actually we need to allow him to work through us as well at the same time. And even in this preparation for this morning, you know, when, when you know that you're coming up to preach, you think, right, I've got to put time aside. God, I'm going to come up and pray. And the temptation is, right, I need to pray to, to get the word. God, tell me, tell me what to say. But actually, that's sort of missing the point, really. What I need to do, and, and I did do, is actually get into God's presence and just allow him to, to work through me as well. And then when that happens that is where that fruit comes as well it's actually allowing god allowing the holy spirit to come in and i was there yesterday just sort of last minute doing some things i went upstairs i tried to do some more work on this i was sort of abiding in him but actually i just stopped i was like actually no 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 i'm not going to do this bit god you let your holy spirit come and when i just you know received and allowed him to work through me and speak to me i just that sense in my heart that actually this is it it's like it joined the dots together and through that, then you're able to speak out your heart, aren't you? And it's, it's not just, it's less of a religious exercise. And abiding in him is great. And absolutely, there's nothing, of course it's great, it's what we're going to do. But just that, it's only sort of half the story, really. And it says, if we abide in him and he abides in us, you will bear much fruit. You'll bear much fruit. So just thinking briefly then about what that fruit is. So if you, if you think again that Jesus is the vine, we are the branches you know, whatever is in that vine will throw, flow through the vine, will flow through the branches and out, and it will produce the fruit. And we think of the, the grapes on the end of the, the branch, the, the, the fruit that comes from it. In verse 9, it says, Abide in my love. Okay, if we abide in Jesus, we abide in his love. He is love. So that is what is going to flow through us. Jesus, the love of Jesus, will flow through him, the vine. If we are connected to him his love will flow through us and it will come out and that is the fruit that we will produce and that comes from just that intimate place with him we'll be producing the love and then that's going to impact our life and the life of other people so the reality of it is that we all have our struggles we all sort of struggle with various things whatever it might be jealousy or anger or self-control or whatever in your life is thinking I, you know that's a bit of a weak area I don't do too well with that well actually the temptation is often we try and fix it ourselves don't we we're going to try and put something in place and many times actually it can work sort of so far it can work temporarily or it, it sorts itself out for a short period but then that root issue sort of comes back again isn't it because it says without him we can do nothing so actually, the answer to that, the answer to your issues in your life, the things that you're struggling with, is this abiding in him. Okay? Because if the, um, if the fruit is coming from us, if the love is flowing through us, okay, then that is going to bear fruit. And in Galatians, if we can just move on on John, Galatians 5, 16 to 26. I'm not going to read it all, but it says, walking in the spirit. If you walk in the spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So actually... You know, just spending time in God's presence, allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through you, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The desire for the Spirit will be greater than the desire for the flesh. And just what I was touching on with my summer story, really, this year when I started my day praying and just spending a real good quality amount of time with God and reading His Word, my desire to see, you know, a bit of who's, who's liked me on Facebook and all that, what, what's going on in the world of everybody else, the desire wasn't there. I mean, I use it, and it's not knocking it, because I use Facebook thoroughly well for, for my church purposes and messaging people and doing events, and it's, it's a great tool. 
And none of these things that we enjoy are necessarily bad unless it becomes our idol, actually, and we put it before God. But desiring God in the morning, say in the morning, it's a great time to start it, isn't it? Doing that, you know, the desires of the, the lust of the flesh, it just doesn't rise. It's just kept down low. And actually, if we just skip on one more, John, then the, the fruit, the fruit from it is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You know, if there are areas that you're struggling with, the opposite of those things, instead of trying to tackle them yourself and putting things in place to try and fix it and putting your own little boundaries in place, you've got to do that, but it's got to be rooted in your relationship with God. Okay, self-control. You, I mean, I've, I've established some self-control parameters, I suppose, with making sure I've decided I'm going to make sure that every time I get onto the internet, I'm going to read a scripture first before I do that. So I've put some boundaries in my place. I've made sure that I have done something because I'm responsible for my own actions, but then I've made sure that it's rooted in the right place as well. And so we can't just say, I'm just going to spend time with God and then everything else will take care of itself. It's not quite as simple as that, is it? Because I've been there before where I've had a good time with God. Okay, I've had his, been in his presence, lovely, and then I'll, I'll go off and then within 10 minutes, there I am, checking away. It's like, hang on, how do I, how do I get on this? I haven't put the boundaries in place. I had not established that framework that I know that I need in order to allow uh, God's work to flow through me. So there's a combination there. That's a personal element as well. That side of it is how God works through us. But actually, the love that flows through Jesus, the vine, into us, the branch, and then out bearing fruit, it's there for other people as well, isn't it? It will bear fruit in us, and we will benefit from it, demonstrating the fruit. But actually, what are we here for? We're here to actually impact the world around us. And just move on, John. In John 13, 34 to 35... A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Comes If love can come pouring out of us because we've spent time with Jesus, because we are abiding in him, remaining in him, everyone will know that you're my disciples. We sometimes struggle, don't we? How do, how do I tell my friend about this? What can I do? How can I, what words do I use? What program do I need to attach myself to? Just, if you love, everyone will know. If you really, really are doing it. If you're really abiding so much more to a greater depth than what we are currently. Yeah, some of you might be fantastic. But if we're really doing it and really plugged in, everyone will know. So if everyone doesn't know, maybe there's a little challenge for us. Or maybe I could uh, do something about this. And the next one, John, as well. John 17, 23. 22 and 23. I've given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. This is Jesus praying to his Father. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete, complete unity. And that was touched on this morning. I think Phil mentioned it about us. The unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you love me. If we can allow that love that comes from Christ to flow through us and we can be in Christ and him in us and then we can love other people the way that he loved us which will just happen surely just that byproduct if we really immerse ourselves in him and the word and we understand what the Bible's saying then the world will know that the father sent Jesus so it's actually not that complicated our lives will paint such a picture yes we need to use words yes we need to talk and we need to draw people in and be wise in how we do that 
but actually our relationship, the fruit from our relationship with Christ, that is ultimately what says it all. I'm just going to conclude. I'm about done. One more slide then, John. In 1 Corinthians, it's a, it's a verse that I'm sure we all know. If you've ever been to a wedding as well, it's always said there, isn't it? We're not having it at ours, are we? No, we're not going to do it at our wedding. So. It's very good, though, but I'll use it here instead. So 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8. This is what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Or love wins, as we like to say, as well. well I agree. Just, you know, that, if, if that's what you want, if that's what you want your life to be looking like, if it's not quite there in every single area, well, actually, abide in Christ. Abide in Jesus. Spend that time. Plug in. Okay? Seriously, remain. This came to me this morning, even this morning. It's, not, it's remaining. If you remain somewhere, you stay there. It's not in and out, and then later on, in and out. It's actually staying there. Okay? And abiding in him and carrying that relationship with you all day. When you're off to work, it's there you're praying, you're thinking, you're just seeking God for everything. It's abiding in Him, and then this is where it, it takes you. So just, yes, yeah, just to think about that, really. Just, just for you, I just perhaps just finish. If you could just close your eyes and just, just assess your relationship with, with Jesus. What's the fruit looking like in your life? a challenge and just between you and him just ask him what areas you can what areas you need to put boundaries in place what disciplines you need to try and establish and if you don't know Jesus and if you think this is all a bit alien actually this is the life that can be for you this is knowing Jesus you can bear fruit and you can have a life that's full of love that we